Father, we thank you for Calvin and Cole. We thank you, God, for the amazing work that you're doing through them and in them. And uh, God, we just uh, pray ahead as they are getting ready to move there permanently. We pray blessing and support, uh, God, and just you to be leading them in every way. And God, as we uh, just close off the service by uh, looking at your word, we pray uh, you might speak to us. Uh, God, we, we love to hear your voice. We love to, God, feel your spirit ministering to us and, and drawing us to you. And we pray that you would do that in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. All right, we've been uh, working through a series on prayer, and we've been focusing in on, on unanswered prayer. Uh, why is it that some of our prayers, even though they seem like they're good prayers and, and are maybe prayers that are about loving people, why isn't that we uh, sometimes don't get the answer we want? And so we've been looking at a, a number of different things, and we see that in the Scripture there are basically nine variables of why our prayers may not be answered. And we've been talking about why we've got to be careful about blaming God or blaming people for unanswered prayer, because a lot of times we just don't know why some of our prayers aren't answered. And in the Scriptures, there are the nine variables. Last week we spoke about God's will. There's also the faith of the person being prayed for, the faith of the person or group praying. There's a number of people praying. There's persistence of prayer. There's presence of sin, human free will, the demonic world, and number and strengths of angels and demons. And this is what we've been talking through. We only made it through the first one so far because we've been kind of building off that. And today I want to look at briefly at uh, the role of faith and, and prayer. So faith is a variable in prayer and whether our prayers are answered or not. Just like God's will is a variable, it's one of the most important ones, that our faith and our trust and confidence in God plays a role, is a variable in, in prayer. And we see lots of examples of this, like Mark 6 is when Jesus went to his hometown and he wanted to, uh, to bless his hometown with miracles and with the power of God. And it says they took offense at him, and Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. And it says this weird phrase. It says he could not do any miracles there. It doesn't say he didn't want to or wasn't able to. Actually, it says he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. We'd think that'd be miracles, but, but he wanted to do more. Uh, Jesus showed up. His will was he would bless his town with the power of God, but he could not do any miracles there. Why? Verse 6, he was amazed at their lack of faith. God was wanting to do something, but he did not, or it actually says he could not because of a lack of faith in the people. And again, there are times when God is wanting to do things in our lives, in our church, in our community, and again, all those variables play a role in why sometimes our prayers aren't answered, but one of those variables is sometimes it's because we lack faith. Matthew 17, we see this again in another story. It says, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. 
I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Uh, Jesus says, you unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. So this boy has this, uh, this demon-possessed child, and, and the disciples are there trying to cast out this demon, trying to pray for this boy, but they couldn't cast the demon out. Now, it's very clear that God's will in this situation was for this demon to be cast out. I mean, God's not up there and going, you know, I'm just so glad this boy is a demon. This is exactly what I want. I mean, no. Jesus actually rebukes the disciples because they could not heal him. And then Jesus comes along, and then he heals him. I mean, clearly, God's will in this situation was for this boy to be delivered, but the disciples pray, and their prayer is not answered in the way they want. Why wasn't their prayer answered? It wasn't because of God's will. It was this. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? Why wasn't our prayer answered? Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. Now here we see a situation where God wanted to do something, but it didn't happen, not because of God's will, but because of the lack of faith of the disciples. One of the variables in unanswered prayer is, is faith. Now, the only way the disciples actually knew it was a faith problem is because Jesus told them. And we need to be very careful about this. And I said this last week, that when we face unanswered prayer, a lot of times we're never going to know why. Was it God's will? Was it because of faith? Was it angels or demons? Was it something else? We don't know. The only way we'll really ever know why a prayer isn't answered, unless it's like a selfish prayer or something like that, is if God tells us. The only way they knew why they couldn't drive it out was because Jesus told them. So we need to be very careful about saying, you know, well, your prayer wasn't because you lacked faith. I mean, you can't blame someone for a lack of faith unless God has clearly revealed that. It could be one of the other variables. So within that, variable two and three is this. So the faith of the person being prayed for, that is uh, the people who came to Jesus and asked Jesus to pray for them, or maybe you come forward and ask for prayer, that your faith, if you're receiving prayer, is a variable in whether your prayers are answered or not. And we'll see a number of, of healings here, and we won't read through them all. They're in your sermon notes. Uh, but we see here, uh, this person asked Jesus for healing, and then it says, he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Jesus mentions faith in answer to their prayer. Uh, verse 22 of this text is a woman coming for healing. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. Now, we would expect God to say, well, and God healed you, which clearly God did. But it's interesting. Jesus used the word faith, and your faith has healed you. Uh, Matthew 15, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. Luke 17, then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. He didn't say, God has made you well. We know God made him well, but he actually says faith, that, it, that faith is important in uh, answer to prayer. Luke 18, Jesus again says, your faith has healed you to someone. Uh, Acts 14, uh, Paul looked directly at this guy, and he saw that he had faith to be healed, and then he calls out, stand up on your feet. In that moment, the man jumped up and began to walk, but clearly, that our faith, when we're coming to Jesus or coming to people to ask for prayer, that our faith really does play a role 
in whether prayers are answered or not. But with that being said, we need to note something. That sometimes Jesus also healed people who had no faith. Uh, Mark chapter 9, this is the guy with the, 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 the demon-possessed uh, boy. He says to Jesus, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus says, if you can? <laughs> I mean, he's like, this guy didn't have any faith. He's like, Jesus, if you're able to. I mean, it's not a lot of faith, but Jesus still heals his boy. We see Jesus healing a lot of people who are demonized, who, who didn't really even have control of their thoughts. I mean, the, the one that Jesus cast out the demons and they went into pigs. I mean, those people didn't have faith to be healed, but Jesus healed them. There are times when Jesus will pour out healing upon someone even though they don't have faith, but there are way too many scriptures that show that faith actually does play a role. So faith is extremely important when it comes to praying, but there are times when Jesus will just heal anyways. But, I mean, for us to say, well, faith, I guess Jesus heals sometimes without faith, so I don't need faith, is really just silly thinking. We need to be working on our faith and developing our faith, and we want to see more answered prayer. We need to be growing in our faith. And then we see sometimes in the scripture that it's not about the faith of the person being prayed for, it's actually the faith of the people praying. And sometimes, you know, in, in parts of Christianity, people will say, well, the reason you aren't healed is because as we prayed for you, you didn't have enough faith. Well, sometimes it's actually the faith of the people praying, not the person being prayed for. And we see that in the story, the story where these guys took this paralyzed man and they couldn't get into the house where Jesus was. And they were like, Jesus can heal this guy. And so they rip a hole in the roof. They lower the guy down in front of Jesus. And Jesus says this. When Jesus saw their faith, not the faith of the sick guy, but the faith of the guys bringing the, people, uh, the, bringing the person to Jesus, he says, friend, your sins are forgiven. And then he goes on. And he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. That one of the reasons this man was healed was not because of the paralyzed man's faith, but actually the faith of the people bringing him to Jesus. So as you're praying for somebody, your faith is important, even if that person does not have faith. We see this in Acts chapter 3. Again, Peter and John going into the temple. They see this crippled guy. The crippled guy simply asked for money. He wasn't looking for a healing. He didn't have faith to be healed. He was simply looking at, uh, for money. And, uh, and it says, uh, when Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. Uh, this guy who was crippled didn't seem to have faith, but Peter and John had the faith. They were the ones praying, lifting up this guy to God, and he was healed. So faith plays an important role in whether prayers are answered or not. It's one, one of the nine variables. Now, there are two extremes of this we need to avoid. There's sort of the diminished faith view and also the hyper-faith view. The diminished faith view, which is often in reaction to the hyper-faith view, basically says that really our faith when it comes to prayer isn't really that important. They'll say, well, Jesus healed people who didn't seem to have a lot of faith, so I don't really need to work on my faith. I don't need to pray with faith. I don't need to be stronger in my faith. As long as I believe in Jesus, it's all the same because really, you know, it's just up to God anyways. And they diminish 
the importance of faith and prayer. And the opposite extreme, there's the hyper-faith view, where it's all about faith. If I just have enough faith, it doesn't matter what it is, it's going to happen. If I have enough faith, if I just really, really believe, if I believe and convince myself enough, it is going to happen. And the error of both of these camps is that the diminished faith view sees only one variable when it comes to unanswered prayer. The only variable they see is God's will. They forget about the other eight that are scriptural. And so they say, well, faith is important because the only thing that determines whether a prayer is answered or not is God's will. Actually, there are nine variables. The hyperfaith view ignores eight and picks faith. The only reason why prayer is answered or not is because of faith. And if you just have enough faith that it's going to happen when sometimes God will, often God's will plays a role. Sometimes it's angels and demons. Sometimes it's other things. So there's these two extremes. Again, when it comes to prayer, we need to always keep those nine variables in, in play in our mind. And so the truth is obviously in the middle of these two things. And, uh, and let's talk about that as we finish here. Faith is very important in prayer. We need to be developing our faith, uh, coming to, to, to Jesus in our prayers with stronger faith. Uh, we see it was important to Jesus. I mean, Jesus was often frustrated with a lack of faith. And if faith weren't that important, Jesus would not be frustrated with a lack of faith. And he was frustrated often with his disciples who had faith in him, knew he was the Messiah, but he was so frustrated because they didn't show a lot of faith. And I think Jesus sometimes gets frustrated with us because we walk through life with, with kind of weak faith at times. We see in Matthew 8, Jesus prized, uh, replies, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Or Mark 6, he was amazed at their lack of faith. Matthew 16, aware of the discussion, Jesus asked, you of little faith. Uh, Matthew 17, again, well, why couldn't we drive it out? Because you have so little faith that Jesus was concerned when he saw people who were living and praying with little faith. So again, faith is extremely important in prayer. We often see Jesus encouraging faith and relating it to answered prayer. Matthew 21, Jesus answered, Truly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do uh, what has been done to the fig tree, he did a miracle to this fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And he's not just talking about, you know, faith in Jesus, I believe in Jesus, that, that's part of faith, but he's talking about confidence in God and his abilities. If you have faith, a direct relationship between answered prayer and faith. James chapter 1, when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Again, connection between faith and answered prayer. Or James 5, are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. Mark 11, Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but, lead, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe you have received it, and it will be yours. Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. It's interesting 
It's a pretty bold statement there. That some of the later manuscripts, uh, people said, well, that, that's too extreme. And they actually changed it to say, believe that you are receiving it or that you will receive it. Uh, because they're like, that's just too extreme. But the oldest and, and closest manuscripts to the originals actually say this. Believe that you receive it and it will be yours. Now, again, this is not a magic potion that if I just believe I'm going to have it, I'm going to get it. I mean, obviously God's will and other variables play a role in this, but over and over and over again, Jesus is saying your faith and your prayers and the way you pray with or without faith is a big factor in whether prayers are answered or not. So what does it mean to have faith in prayer? Uh, there's a definition in the Bible what faith means, Hebrews 11. Faith is the confidence that we that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. Or Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So faith has to do with confidence, assurance. It has to do with believing in God, believing that He's a good God and He rewards people that, that seek after Him. It's just faith in God. We can define it this way. Uh, faith is characterized by confidence in the God who is able to do anything and confidence in his willingness to respond. Faith is a choice to trust Jesus despite everything we see around you. It is to expect from him what cannot be expected from the world. I think Proverbs 3 is a great definition of what faith is. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That when we pray, we trust in him with all our heart. We don't lean on our fears or our misunderstandings or like this is what I think is going to happen. We trust in God and we come to him boldly and confidently in, in prayer. Uh, we see that faith is the opposite of fear. Mark 4, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Or Mark 5, don't be afraid, just believe. And so uh, prayers that are filled with fear are not prayers of faith. Uh, in fact, in the boat when Jesus said this, the disciples were calling out, Jesus, save us, we're going to die. And, and they're praying to Jesus to save them, but their prayers are so full of fear that Jesus looks at them and says, why are you so afraid? Where's your faith? Uh, faith is also the opposite of doubt. Mark 11. Again, have faith in God. And he talks about that we're not to doubt, but we're to believe in our heart. Or uh, Matthew 14, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he says, why do you doubt? Uh, when we doubt that God is with us, when we doubt that God has forgiven us, when we're still walking around with fear and shame and guilt weighing us down, that is doubting what God has said about us. When we doubt his ability to do miracles, when we doubt his ability to heal, when we doubt his ability to, to do amazing things in and around us, that, that's, that's a lack of faith. And, and our prayers aren't to be described or shaped by a lack of faith, but confidence in God. Faith also brings action. Uh, James says faith by itself, is, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. When we are praying prayers and we want to pray, see more answered prayer, we need to make sure we are acting on our prayers. Most, a lot of the times when Jesus healed people, they had to act before they saw their healing, before they saw the miracle. Faith without action, James says, is dead. If you just pray and don't do anything, a lot of times that's dead faith. 
But you pray and then begin to act. That is praying in faith. And in John, for instance, uh, Jesus says, go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed, and he came home sealing. He's seen. He acted on what Jesus said. Then the answer came. Luke 17, to the uh, fellows with leprosy, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Or Matthew 12, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and then it was healed. And so if you're praying, God, I need help financially, and you just sit on your couch and do nothing, that's not praying in faith because there's no action. If you're praying for healing and you're just like, you know, my leg is sore, you're praying for someone who has a sore knee, you don't just pray, but you pray and then say, try it out, move your knee, bring in some action. I mean, true faith is, I mean, if you really believe this building was going to blow up in 30 seconds, you would leave, Right? Faith has action. If you really believe something, you're going to act on it. But, I mean, if you're like, well, I'm not really sure it's going to blow up or if I'm just going to sit here, right? If you're, like, coming to God and you're praying, you're like, oh, I'm not sure if God can do this or not. You know, he's, you know, maybe not able to. And then you're just not. Faith has action. Uh, we see that in the, the scriptures. Uh, one story is George Mueller. He's a fellow. Um, he's a guy who started all these orphanages in the 1800s. I cared for hundreds of kids. And the reason he actually started the orphanages, he says, was not because he was super passionate about kids, which he loved kids, but he wanted to ter- te- uh, teach the church that there was power in prayer. And he thought, what is the best way to teach the church that there is power in prayer and that God still answers prayer? And he says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to care for hundreds of kids, and I'm not going to ask for any funding. I'm just going to pray. And he did it. And he had miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle happen because he prayed in faith. And there's, it's such an amazing biography to read because he just has so many miracles. But one of them, talking about faith in action, was one day he had no food for all the kids. But he knew God is a God who loves kids and God is a God who provides for needs. And so he had all the kids come to the dining hall. He had all the tables set. He sat them down. There was no food. And then he got up, as all the kids, and he thanked God for the food they were about to eat. Five minutes later, there's a knock on the door. The, 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 the local baker said, man, I was up all night, and God just keep putting it in my heart that I'm supposed to bring you bread, and I'm sorry I'm late, but he, he finally shows up with the bread. And a little while longer, the guy, the, the milk cart breaks down out in front of the orphanage. He says, do you want all the milk because we can't fix the wheel? And, and I'll provide it for him. Faith is action. Uh, James says, faith without action is, is dead. And I mean, what have you been praying for lately? I mean, are there things that you've been praying for? Just God, would you step in? God, would you do this? Is there any action going on? Uh, God, would you provide me with work? I'll pray and get out there. Uh, God, would you heal? You pray and you try it out. Uh, God, would you, uh, would you help my neighbors know Jesus? Are you talking to your neighbors about Jesus? I mean, faith needs action in company uh, with, with prayer. So how do we go in faith? Last, last quick point here. It comes through God's word. Romans 10. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. We grow in faith through the word of God and hearing the voice of God. Uh, we talked about this a lot last week. The more you can pray in line with God's will, the more prayers you're going to see answered. 
The more you have God's heart in your heart, the more prayers you're going to see answered. And so the more you know God's word, as you read through God's word, I mean, God's word is filled with promises. And when you come across a promise of God, you can pray those promises confidently. And you can pray them with faith. But if you don't know God's word and you don't know God's heart, it's hard to pray with real confidence because you don't really know what God wants. But when you're listening to God and he's laying things upon your heart that he wants you to talk with somebody or he wants you to love somebody and you can go into those situations saying, God, I know you're going to do something amazing here and you can pray with confidence because God is at work. If you know the promises of God that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, you can pray confidently as you step out in life saying, God, you're, you're with me. I know that. And you can step into situations that are scary, that are filled with fear and anxiety because you know God is with you. I mean, do you know the promises of God? This is why we, we need to be in God's Word. God's Word needs to be our friend. I mean, we need to, to, to every morning, every day, part of the day, find a time where you can just open up God's Word and read it because it helps you pray with more faith. I mean, if you're, you're praying for someone who needs healing, uh, read through healing scriptures about how Jesus healed every single person who came to him. And it helps you say, believe that I believe that God is a God who can heal. And it helps you pray with more faith. Uh, when you're uh, maybe going to Africa or going to a place where there are needy people, you read scripture and how God loves the poor and how he loves justice and how he wants to see justice reign and love reign and people cared for. And it helps you walk into situations with greater faith because you have a God who's got your back, who loves people and wants to see those kinds of things. And so saturate yourself with God's word. And it's going to help you step out in faith. And pray uh, prayers that are more in line with God's will. So there's the condensed faith message. All right. I invite the worship team up. And uh, let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you. You're a God who answers prayer. And we, God, we thank you uh, for the miracles we've even seen in our own midst here. God, we thank you for the miracles you have done in the past. Uh, God, we thank you that you're a God who uh, wants us to, to know your heart and to know your promises. And so, God, I pray you teach us how to pray with greater faith. I pray you teach us, God, to pray with greater assurance, with greater trust in who you are and your character. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right.